You're listening to SBS News. When you say go, done. Head northeast on Frederick Street towards Herbert Street, then turn left onto Herbert Street. So how many people have used the Google Maps? There's more than one way to get from A to B. In this case, to the Wentworthville Community Centre. It's a suburb 27 kilometres west of Sydney's central business district. Not for this, but otherwise, otherwise I'm using it. Who has never used the Google Maps? Is there anybody who has A group of mainly Indian-Australian elders meet here about once a month for a social get-together organised by a small charity named Asha. On the Saturday afternoon SBS visits, those gathered are getting a lesson on how to use Google Maps. The founder of the group is Bajinda Dugal. So you can do it for driving, you can do it for walking. Walking So it's a simple thing. And public transport as well. So the whole idea is, I think these are the people we are targeting who normally do not join the regular sort of uh, activities because of their language and cultural barriers. These are the people which we call fall down the cracks. We are accessing those. They're part of the community. They have migrated, but because they, Asha is like a bridge. We, we don't want to create a separate Indian community, but we want them to be part of the whole society. The foundation runs five groups across Sydney. For Sushma, coming to the group is a welcome release from spending too much time alone at home. I'm glued to the TV and uh, I don't know how much I watch the TV, maybe eight to 10 hours per day. And sometimes when I go to sleep, my eyes are really tired. But I do watch constructive things, and I enjoy that too. Loneliness and social isolation can mean different things to different people. Loneliness is the distressing experience of feeling alone or separated, while social isolation means having few people to interact with regularly. You might live alone and not feel lonely, or you can feel lonely while being with other people. You can be socially isolated yet not feel lonely, and conversely, you might live with other people and yet be socially isolated. Multiple research studies have concluded that both social isolation and loneliness can be harmful to mental and physical health. For Sushma, who is now in her late 70s, attending Asha groups is a social outlet. She regularly makes the trek from Kilara in Sydney's north to Wentworthville for this group's monthly gathering. Otherwise, you know, you'll be more uh, into mental depression. And this group uh, gives you association with your own age group. So that's very good for mental health, isn't it? So I come out to see my friends more than I do like songs but uh, besides songs I like to intermingle with my friends that's more important to me with its origins in Sanskrit the word Asha means hope 
Along with tech workshops, the group does health checks, runs forums and provides support and early intervention for people with dementia. The foundation also lobbies the government, highlighting the need for appropriate support services for seniors from South Asian ethnic background. And music is a big part of the meetings. On stage, a singer wearing a red leather jacket takes those gathered back to their youth with a song focusing on the universal themes of love, loss and romance. He's like missing his like soulmate, like missing missing his friend. So he's like sort of like not happy because he's she's not here. So it's, it's on that what he's saying. Yes. So it's like you're not here, I am missing you, where are you? Come back, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Percy Vidge explaining some of the lyrics of this Indian classic. He also provides the group with free printing materials through his business, just one of many volunteers who keep the group running. Meanwhile, in the kitchen, a number of dishes are bubbling away for those gathered. These are samosas and these are chickpeas and yogurt with um, vegetables and that's a sweet with a, like a rice pudding. And this is the rice, freshly cooked rice. Freshly cooked rice. And who cooks this? Uh, different people. He, he, he brought the samosas, that, those ones, and uh, um, she, one of our volunteers made the dessert and I made the chickpeas. So it's all together joint. The charity receives some government funding, but Ms Dugal says it doesn't cover the cost of running the groups, which she says rely on the generosity of community members who sing, cook and conduct health checks for free. And while participants are charged a small fee to attend, those who cannot afford it can come for free. We only charge $5, which includes all the programs, uh, tea and lunch as well. It doesn't cover the cost at all. We were supported by Little Grant from Multicultural New South Wales and that kept us going and we are hoping that community will come around. We're registered with, uh, we are on the registered charity, tax deductible. We will love to start some home care services which are culturally appropriate. Born in India, Ms Dugal moved to Australia in the 1970s. Fit and petite, she's the sort of person who never really stops moving. Along with PhD in medicine, she was also an assistant school principal. Now retired from full-time work, she still puts in long hours keeping the foundation running. With 200 members and a number of groups running across Sydney, the volunteers are finding it hard to keep up. And it's a segment of the population that's growing. The 2021 census results reveal that nearly half of Australia's population are first or second generation migrants, with at least one parent born overseas. India has passed China and New Zealand as the second most common country of origin, and it's also the third largest country of birth. For Ms Dugal and other volunteers, running the group has now become a full-time job. Recently, about 10 to 12 hours every day, because we do have people supporting us, but uh, the admin work is a registered charity, the accounts. We do a lot of advocacy. People call when they need help to phone numbers and wherever we can help. But there are people who help us there. There are people who come here and help in this group. Some people come to different groups to help in different way. And we're still looking for more volunteers.
and more money hopefully the government will give us because the time has come we need for every group we need a coordinator i mean it's not sustainable to do it in the long term like what we are doing Dr Sam Sundar is a general practitioner and a recipient of an Order of Australia medal for services to the community. He also volunteers with Asha providing basic health checks for those attending. Covid had a negative impact on many of his patients, especially those in older age groups who are only now emerging from the isolation and loneliness they experience during Covid lockdowns. Covid time I think I've seen so many people mental issues last 2 years which are now seen before now they're getting over that slowly it'll take time dr sunda says while basic health checks like height and weight blood sugar levels and blood pressure are a regular part of the meetings it's the mental and emotional benefits that most people come for these people are very lonely like most of them sitting staying at home on their own some of them with their children but lot of them stay on their own this outlook gives an outlook to come and meet other people there so in that way the the they have able to communicate with other people there at the same time and exchange ideas views and different things once a month once a week they can at least come out and talk to the people While the groups are primarily focused on decreasing isolation in Australia's South Asian communities, there are also members from other backgrounds and anyone regardless of their cultural background who wants to attend is encouraged to do so. Peggy Jacamelos, SBS News. And you can listen to more episodes in the Change Agent series from your favorite podcaster on the SBS app or your smart speaker.